0: This is Texas Soccer is Radio. Texas Soccer Radio.
1: This is Texas Soccer this is Radio. Texas
0: Soccer Radio. It's es the Texas Soccer Radio. This
1: is Texas Soccer Radio. This is for my
0: boys back in Texas. Support third hat churches in a necklace. We found out the two gave it.
1: This is for the girls out in a few. Alright, is this thing on? Is this uh still working? One, two, one, two? <laughs> My name is Kyle Mankey. I am joined by Larry Weathers. It has been a freaking minute since we've done this. Um, welcome to Texas Soccer Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday night, 9 p.m., like we normally do. Larry, how you doing tonight, man? It's been a minute. It's been
0: too long. I feel like I've forgotten how to do this. <laughs> Making sure I press all the right buttons, have screens up at the right time, not have tons of stuff going on in the background. Yeah. I... <laughs> mid-season four. <laughs> yeah, and we're in right. the mid-season so it's okay the
1: funny thing is like we tried <laughs> we did so, um our last published full episode was i think july 27th oh, uh, God. It's, since, it's been a month yeah there was one week where we couldn't do it for some reason or another and then the following week uh, we had a, just a ton of technical difficulties resulted in our first lost episode. Um, and then the next two weeks were totally my fault. Uh, one, my dog died and I just didn't feel like doing this. And then the other, I ran away out of state. So <laughs> here we are, almost not making it in August. Um, <laughs> but luckily, we got
0: there. We got there. It's okay. Yeah.
1: Um, thank you to the Beautiful Game Network for putting up with our shit. Um, we really do appreciate it. We really do love being part of that family. Um, if you go to TexasSoccerRadio.com, you can check out our BGN site uh, and some other great shows that are over there. And thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. You can get your custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com, R U F F Neckscarves.com. Um, so thank you to them for helping us do what we do as well. Um, Larry, uh, it's fantasy football season. You want to just, uh, talk fantasy football for the rest of the hours? Mov- soccer.
0: I'm moving my mic out of the way. I got the Dolphins jersey on tonight. I am ready <laughs> for fantasy football. I know it's not the football we're here to talk about tonight, but I am hundred yeah. percent ready. I've got three or four drafts in the next few days. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Ready for this to start.
1: I'm right there with you, man. I I really am excited. We should have like if there's listeners out there that play fantasy football, even though we're not a fantasy football show, you should hit us up uh at TX Soccer Radio on Twitter or at Larry Leathers eighty seven at Kyle underscore Mankey. Uh maybe we'll put something together just for funsies. We'll see. But uh I am uh, ready to talk about a lot of stuff that happened. I keep joking that nothing happened. Um, We're going to narrow it down to some of the more recent stuff. We're not going to cover a whole month's worth of content because uh, most of y'all have probably forgotten about it by now. So um, we are going to start off talking about Austin. um, Then we're going to move into some pretty major San Antonio FC news. And that's probably going to take up the bulk of the show. And then we got some quick hits at the end. Uh, talk about dues. talk about quite a few other things there quickly and hopefully squeak in before the hour's up. Um, if you want to get in here, get in on Periscope uh, slash Twitter. You can get at us at TX Soccer Radio uh, in the live chat. If you have opinions, if you have something you want to talk about, let us know and we will uh, steer the show that way. Uh, and you can always leave us a voicemail as well. We got uh, a voicemail a little later. Um, but... Let's start off with Austin FC. Um, It's been a very long time coming, (laughs) but um, we finally have some uh, confirmation about what the name of the potential Austin MLS team will be um, in Austin FC. We have a logo, we have some colors um so what do you think about this badge that uh psv released and the name of the team and all that what are your first thoughts
0: i mean austin fc is super generic i was hoping for more but i mean that's seems to be par for the course these days there's lots of fc sc names out there at least there's not a soccer ball in the logo
1: this is true Uh,
0: (laughs) yeah we got a nice green and black logo with some oak trees on it that make up the bulk of this logo it's it's not a bad looking logo to be honest i just with everything around it in the news i'm not the biggest fan of it
1: yeah um objectively like just looking at it for what it is i think it's a really solid badge um even like a couple people that i know don't pay attention to MLS and that don't know all the stuff going on with Columbus and Austin and all that. um, They have seen the badge and said they liked it. And honestly, I think that's going to be the bulk of the Austin fan base is people who are new to that league Um, because MLS has done a pretty crappy job of getting people to care about that league unless they're in your market. Um, Or as we're seeing in some markets like Chicago and Houston, they have a tough time making you care even if they are in your market. Um, so I, I do think it's a good badge. I get where they're coming from, uh, with the trees and the colors. uh, And, um, if you haven't seen it already, there's a breakdown, uh, of all the details in the badge. Um, I'll say the same thing I said when San Antonio FC announced their name is that like, it's not bad. It's not great. It just kind of is. And, uh, never a fan of all those. Like, I feel like atletico austin would have been fun or like just anything more original would have been more fun
0: yeah it's Um, just generic that's what it is at the end of the day it's a generic name
1: but i do like the colors and i do like the badge um it is a little little tone deaf with one of the most famous save the crew tifos being a tree being uprooted um I'm sure that was not intentional. I'm sure it probably didn't even cross their minds. Um, It should (laughs) have. It should (laughs) have. But like I said, just looking at it for what it is, I like it. And I like the color scheme. And and it'll be interesting to see what the kits look like and everything. It's a little disappointing that... um, you and I were there when San Antonio FC. I've had this rant already. I had this week, this rant uh, a month ago when Austin Bold released their stuff. Um, there were some fans invited to both events, and that's great. But I will never forget being there when San Antonio FC released their branding. Um, even though it wasn't and isn't my favorite, <laughs> um, the the fact that they enjoyed. Like, bringing in the community and engage the community as a whole. Like, there was a line around a good chunk of the AT&T Center to get in there. Yeah. Um, Harry says on Periscope, I hated the writing more than the badge. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, like, justifying why you name stuff or do stuff. Like, I feel like it should kind of speak for itself. But, you know, it's it's not the worst thing.
0: It set us up for a lot of great memes and people making copies of it, though. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Yeah, that was... Yeah, that, that that did that did is good for
1: social media for sure. Soccer <sighs> Twitter is uh, it's a fun place sometimes. It's a terrible place most of the time, but it's a fun place sometimes. Um, speaking of, for anyone curious, we are going to talk about Diego Restrepo, um, kind of unfiltered, in just a few minutes. Um, but before we do that, there was uh, a report earlier today on Thursday um oh man i had the guy's name in front clay of, hall there
0: we go at clay wsyx6
1: he works um. for a local television station in columbus um and you actually sent me this do you want to yeah
0: Um, He posted a tweet today that said, uh, breaking news, MLS officials took an aerial tour of Columbus last week and signed off on a proposed downtown stadium site and training facility, Uh, perhaps the old Cooper Stadium site. And Atlanta owner Arthur Blank said recently he could see soccer in both Austin and Columbus.
1: It's pretty loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I looked through his timeline and he clarified the Cooper site he meant uh, for training purposes and that the actual stadium would be downtown, uh, according to his sources, which he defended even after... Uh, Jeff Carlisle came out and uh, had a statement from MLS and from the local Columbus group saying that there was no truth to that report. <laughs> and um, So we're in a, a battle of hashtag sources here. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: it's interesting it's, it's interesting. damn interesting and it seems like just the kind of misdirection that would be happening with them going back and forth and one person saying oh yeah this happened and the other saying oh no this did not happen yeah. i would not be surprised at all if this tour actually took place um but it's it, we're not going to find out for a while i'm sure
1: <laughs> yeah i think you and i kind of sit on opposite ends of the fence here opposite sides of the fence here because um uh and please correct me if I'm wrong but you feel like it probably did happen is I I feel like not so much I don't want to put words in your mouth I feel
0: like it would be very MLS to go out and (laughs) deny this report actually after it actually happened you know like it seems like with everything that's gone down in the whole Columbus situation this is exactly exactly the kind of stuff I expect
1: (laughs) I just feel like MLS knows Google Maps exists. <laughs> like, so I don't see any reason for them to come out and do an aerial tour and all this. Um, and then the fact that they came out and strongly denied it uh, and the Arthur Blank quote it feels kinda duct taped in there. <laughs> like it uh it feels like something that someone may have asked him at some point and he gave the most vanilla answer that he could like, who's going to argue with someone saying I could see soccer in Austin and Columbus. Like that's not a statement. You know what I mean? That's just him answering a question in the least controversial way.
0: I I don't know. Clay Hall is defending it pretty vigorously. So if, if he, he's putting his neck out there in Columbus with all of those fans and everything else, um, I mean, that's, that's where he lives. So the only yeah. thing have to, uh, he has to lose everything here, um, even if it's true or not true, MLS doesn't really get hurt that bad, because look at all the bad press they've been able to weather with the pre-court situation. Um, but Clay Hall, he could uh, put himself in quite the hole if this little report isn't true, especially after defending it so much.
1: Right. Um, He said he's going to update it in his report tonight on the local Fox station. Uh, It's 9.15 right now, uh, Central Time. So I don't know when that update will be. Maybe he'll reveal his sources and maybe he has more, you know, proof or or whatever. But You would hope.
0: You would hope. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's another little twist in the big story here. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's, it's still a messy situation. Uh, all the Austin folks have, you know, now that they've got a team name and they've got a crest, you know, they're claiming the big win here after the city council vote. Yeah. But there's still a lot of hurdles to jump through here before this team gets off the ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, between the lawsuits and they still have to find a temporary place, they're still selling season tickets in Columbus for next season. Um, yeah, it's just a messy situation all around, top to bottom.
1: Yeah, it's really kind of an awkward situation for them to announce the branding in Austin before anything happens with Columbus, because I feel like that could either go two ways where Columbus relocates, like we all kind of expect, um, or they award an expansion franchise to one of the markets, however they want to, you know, figure that out on paper um, call Columbus an expansion side or, or whatever but if they do that can you imagine the freaking wrath that would rain down from all the expansion candidate markets like the Spurs and the ownership in Detroit the, the Ford family isn't it? Yeah the Ford family um, like there's a lot of big money that would be flipping pissed if Columbus got an expansion or if Austin got an expansion or you know if both teams exist in MLS next year, that's going to be an issue for MLS.
0: So the, there, I see the, there's a way out of this. And I was thinking about it. There's a way out of this if they do this. If they decide to award Columbus or Austin an expansion site, expansion team, um, right now we're still waiting on the identity of the other two expansion squads. What if they make it three that we still have to find out? So rather than bring in – two more t- expansion teams. You bring in three. The fourth is Austin or Columbus. You round it out that way. I know they've said that the, this was going to be the cutoff and no more expansion after this, but are you really going to complain about a little bit more money with two more teams, theoretically?
1: I mean, I do feel like the best way out of this, the best will of all of this would be to let Columbus keep the crew and give them new owners in MLS. Let Austin have PSV and then Also, except Detroit, San Antonio, uh, Sacramento, Phoenix, Tampa, just fucking open the gates. Let everybody in. Expand (laughs) right out of the gate. Oh, man. (laughs) Just go with the shotgun approach of like, you can't pick out one issue when there's a thousand.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's a hell of a way to go about it. But I mean, I guess you flood the market with stuff and... (laughs) Austin and pre-court just kind of disappear into the background you know it's it's the magician thing look at everything over here while we put this other (laughs) hand behind our back with the Austin team misdirection (laughs) at its best
1: that would solve all the issues like Columbus gets to keep their MLS team without pre-court Austin gets their team the expansion cities get their teams like everybody's happy and MLS gets a truckload of money so you know everybody but USL is happy
0: they, the the only issue I see with this is that they would have to eat the expansion fee at least on pre court. Yeah. So Columbus stays in Columbus. Pre court eats the expansion or they eat the expansion fee on pre court to make people happy there. Oh, but that's gonna make all the city other expansion cities unhappy too. Jeez, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. If they give an expansion franchise to either Columbus or Austin, however they want to like legally work that out or technically work that out, that's going to be a legal issue with no. Detroit and San Antonio. And I don't know the money in Phoenix, but Sacramento's got a lot of money behind it. Tampa, like, you're going to piss off a lot of people with a lot of money. And I'm not sure MLS wants to do that.
0: No, they'd have to make everybody happy. I don't know, some way, somehow. Maybe... How, do, how could you do this? I don't even know. I'm trying to work out numbers in my head and I don't even know how to do it right now on the fly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting idea though to just flood the market. I like it. I like it. Everybody gets happy.
1: Yeah. I. Can you imagine if Austin and San Antonio had an MLS team and like this whole situation just worked out to where there were, you know, 30, 32 MLS teams and
0: the bad thing is is I can't imagine it. That's the thing. I can't imagine it and I want it to be a thing. I want it to happen.
1: <laughs> there's literally no reason for them to not do it. Like there's plenty of player talent. There's stadiums available like all of these markets say that they are ready or can be ready. Like there's no reason not to other than artificially capping the market.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: let's anything else you want to talk about with Austin before we dive into san antonio because i feel like san antonio is going to take up a good chunk
0: no let's let's get into san antonio
1: yeah um so we are going to talk about the games um the bigger thing for me is kind of the off the field stuff (laughs) and the extracurricular stuff um but let's talk about the games first um saturday san antonio finished off a four game losing streak uh losing two to one against swope park rangers at Mm -hmm. home Um, I was sitting in the, um, fan sections for that game. I was in one Oh three. Um, and it was not a very happy place to be going to be honest.
0: No, it was Um, pretty ugly out there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was. It's a very interesting. So there's a lot of things that I can't hear from the press box where I sit and maybe this is just a one-off thing, but there was a group of people behind me who were screaming for Alex Bruce the entire game. Like, I heard him. I can hear him down in 108. Yeah, so they were screaming at Darren Powell all game, being honestly pretty obnoxious fans. Like, if you're there to support a player, support the player. That's cool. But uh, you're clearly not supporting the team <clears throat> uh, if you're heckling your own team at home. Um, But then after heckling their own team for 90 minutes, when people started to leave early at uh, stoppage time at the end of the game, they started chanting, uh, is there a fire drill? Oh, I did not uh, hear that. (laughs) Yeah, giving people shit for for leaving early. (laughs) Like, kudos to you guys, man. (laughs) San Antonio uh, has some interesting fans scattered in the good ones. But uh, anyway. That's kind of the vibe that I got from Saturday in in total. I tell that story because that was the extreme version of the vibe that I got from Saturday. Um, what were your takeaways from that game against Swope?
0: I felt like I sat there and watched that game and just was quiet the entire time. And normally, you know, I'm often having a good time, but that game I was just sitting there kind of brooding. I mean, we were at three losses in a row at that point during that game. And we were only midway through the first quarter or first half there and we were down two to zero. So yeah. it, it, it didn't feel good. And the team didn't look good either. The team did not look good all around. It wasn't anybody in particular. It was just the team as a whole. I don't know if you agree with me there or not.
1: I do, especially in the first half. Um, Mikey Lopez said it in one of the quotes um, from that game, I believe where he talked about um, being a different team when their backs were against the wall. And uh, I think Darren Pell and Mikey Lopez both mentioned uh, how they played better in the second half and how it was a tale of two halves. And I fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, if they would have played the way they played the second half for the entire game, um, it, it would have been a totally different result. And truth be told, even though they won in RGB, the same thing can be said there. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, in the 2-1 loss, uh Darnell King got the only San Antonio goal in the fifty fourth minute. He also picked up a yellow card, which puts him at ten on the season uh one away from a suspension, and I believe a three hundred dollar fine to the three or four hundred dollars at that point um, uh, Swill Park Rangers got two goals, a couple of yellow cards, nothing too wild but uh we uh we obviously saw Matt Cardoni starting goal for that game, as I expect we will for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Other other big events in that game. Oh, we saw the debut of Lance Lang. That was a positive. That that was the only positive in that game. I mean, yeah.
0: really, is that Lang? Is that how we're saying it? I I haven't heard his name actually said. That's. I-
1: think so um i don't have the pronunciation guide yet because um i wasn't in the press box for that game right but i'm pretty sure that is how it's said. sorry if it's not we'll get it fixed
0: well he looks like a monster like holy crap he is a big dude he's pretty damn fast for for his size and he's got a hell of a shot on it on him there yeah it's it's very very promising for the future um as a mid-season pickup here to come in and maybe jumpstart this offense a little bit because he is he's he's big and dangerous
1: I kind of texted it to you while we were watching the game but um with him having short hair and playing on the wing and wearing number seven I I kept having to tell myself wait that's not Billy Forbes (laughs) (laughs) kind of that same you know we haven't seen a huge sample size so i don't want to say he's the same kind of player but in the very small sample size that we have um he's very much a dynamic player who's proven that he can make the passes proven that he's um willing to take shots he almost scored in that swope game right um he yeah it was close and i love seeing that like a a guy who's just joined the team and he has the confidence to take the shots and, and try and get it on frame so um, I, I really think that having him and Omar Gordon on the wings could really open some things up for, for the attack, which really, truthfully, the, the SAFC attack has not been the issue for the last couple weeks. Uh, Phoenix removed. But, um, yeah, that was uh, pretty much the only bright spot from that game. Anything else you want to talk about from that swoop game on Saturday before we talk about that 3-1 win? No, let's get to RGV here. Let's do it. Words that no one has ever said. Let's get to RGB. <laughs> so the game starts off about as crappy as it can, uh, giving up a goal in the third minute to uh, Jesus Enriquez. Um, then, like we said, that first half was pretty rough. Um, it, it was not great football. <laughs> and uh, to top it off in the 35th minute, Stephen McCarthy came off with what appeared to be an injury Mike Seth came on and played on the right side. Um, the formation, we were talking about this before we went live, the formation kind of turned into a hybrid of a three in the back, four in the back system with Darnell King playing more centrally, um, which, you know, at this point, like, why not give it a shot?
0: <laughs> I mean, Darnell's got a hell of a shot too. And I mean, he's gotten his first goal now, finally under his belt, um, yeah, no, he's, a, he's an offensive threat. He's great both ways down the field. So if they want to play him up a little bit more and give him those opportunities, I'm all for it. Yeah.
1: Um, so then in the second half, things took off pretty quickly. Uh, Lance Lang got the assist on a Connor Presley goal um, and then got his own goal with an assist from Mikey Lopez in the 62nd minute, which I think I texted you, oh, Lance Lang just got goal of the week. And then in yeah. the 81st minute freaking ever Guzman on an assist from sunny Guadarrama, uh, scored a sports center top 10 goal. and yes. Again, really like again. Yeah. he <laughs> has been on ESPN more than, uh, anybody else. I think in the league at this point, <laughs> um, just a, a beautiful goal to cap that win off and, um, Obviously, you have to feel good about ending the losing streak. You get three points out of it. But how do you feel about this game as a whole?
0: And any day you beat RGV is a good day. So, I mean, (laughs) I'm walking out of here positive. I mean, they put three goals on the board, but we gave up a goal early. And it was really a big positioning issue from what I I saw. Hedrick kind of got out of the way there and wasn't where he should have been. And they sneaked it past Matt there in the the corner. Um, Matt made a hell of a try to get it. He made a hell of a try to get it um, just out of his fingertips. So I don't know. I, I want to say we're turning a corner, but we're coming off of a, this was breaking a four game losing streak where we were on a winning streak prior to that. So it's like hot and cold, hot and cold. And I, I struggle to see how we're going to get into the playoffs with so few games left. If we go on those hot and cold streaks again, we need to be consistently pulling three points or at least getting the tie and walking away with one point. If we're going to pull ourselves up into playoff contention and snag one of those eight spots.
1: Yeah. Eight games left four at home four on the road. A couple of those games are against Salt Lake city, Phoenix, the next two games are against Salt Lake city and Phoenix. Um, And then the rest of the schedule on paper should be a little more forgiving, but um, yeah, the, the time for losing streaks is over. If, if San Antonio wants to make the playoffs, they're going to have to go on a little run here and hope some things swing their way around the league. It's uh, back to 2016 where you're paying attention to all the other games and, and hoping you yeah. don't come in ninth.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's where we're sitting right now in the standings. We are in ninth place. We are two points behind St. Louis. Um, so, yeah, we're we're out of the playoffs at this point. We've got work to do the rest of the season if we want to make it in. Um I feel like we've got to walk away from the next eight games with at least three or, I don't know, I'd say three wins and two or three ties to it's to pull be, ourselves up into contention there.
1: It's going to be hard if there's any losses. That's, that's for sure. Um, we do have a voicemail from that game. Do we? Um, Wonderful. Drop that in here. But the last thing I wanted to say was just like, the problems that we saw in that game are the same ones that we've been seeing all year where the center backs just aren't on the same page with the goalkeeper and, and with each other. Um, And really I I put some blame on any sort of defensive midfielders as well. If you look at that first goal or the only goal rather that, that RGV scored um, it was Cyprian Hedrick, Lance Lang and Darnell King that were defending down there um, with Charlie Ward, who, on paper is supposed to be a defensive midfielder Um, coming back up the field. Lance Lang who's supposed to be a winger is, you know, the furthest one back almost. Uh, And it, it's just a lot of miscommunication uh, for this late in the season. Uh, And hopefully that gets figured out and hopefully we're, we're past that. Well,
0: my only question with that is, is maybe it's an issue with Matt too. I mean, obviously we've seen these issues crop up through, throughout the whole season, but this was Matt's second game back starting, and I've got to wonder how many, how much rep time these guys are getting with Matt and Goal leading up to this point. Yeah. Um, obviously, going forward, I think we're we're expecting to see Matt and Goal more, um, and hopefully, he'll get more of those first team reps. Yeah.
1: Only. <laughs> Barring injury, only uh, expecting Matt. Yeah, in my opinion. We'll talk about that. We're
0: gonna talk about Diego here in a minute, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, hopefully going forward, they'll, can, they'll try to find that mix and, and make it mesh um, with more time in practice and in game together.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I will say, you know, Matt played a few moments with Cyprian Hedrick before he got hurt, before Hedrick got hurt in 2017. And then Matt got hurt a few games into that season, I believe before Hedrick came back. Um, so other than Greg Cochran on the the left back, um, this is a, a completely different back line than Cardoni's ever played games with um, right. other than when he's stepped in an in occasion in the past. Um, so it's not like there's a ton of familiarity here even though all of these players have been on the team for a couple of years. Um, however, I will say we saw Cardoni make some great saves and put in some great performances with you know i'm not i'm not trying to take a shot here but i i think it's fair to say the 2016 squad was as a whole a little less talented than what we see today um and cardoni did work with that so if he can do well with less in 2016 I don't picture the goalkeeper being the issue. It's going to come down to the center backs and the defensive midfielder and that center of the formation um, kind of getting on the same page with each other.
0: Now, it's interesting you may, you mentioned Cardoni uh, making some saves there. I've got to ask the question. I'm trying to find it now on the USL Twitter. I should have pulled it up ahead of time. Wasn't thinking about it. Did we did we see a winner yet for Save the Week from this last Save of the Week? Thing? Oh. <laughs> How many times do you have two goalkeepers from the same team going against each other in USL Save of the Week?
1: I feel like Echo that's a and Matt. I feel like that was a not so subtle jab by USL. Like, oh, you're having goalkeeper drama here. Let me nominate them both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I
1: checked it yesterday i think is what it was
0: and and diego was up on that but of course um i'm trying to find it I'm trying to find it uh, where is it in this usl twitter timeline lost in
1: there somewhere i don't know if i'm gonna find it or not <laughs> well well, you look oh, for wait.
0: it let's see
1: i'll play this voicemail from maximiliano thank you so much for uh calling in and leaving a voicemail if you want to leave a voicemail you can do so by calling at any point in the week Again, 210-807-3435. Every single time I say that phone number, I get worried that I gave out my cell phone number. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. All right. So here is the voicemail. Hey, guys. Maximiliano here. So glad I avoided all spoilers. Just got home from working overnight. And can't believe we won the game. I almost lost my mind in the first five minutes, but hopefully this turns a corner for the team
0: and we can focus on starting off to halves much better uh, onward and upward. Here we go.
1: I love it. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, calling in and leaving that and hope to hear from you again soon.
0: Yeah. Thanks for calling in, Max. Um, I found it. I found the save of the week. Um, voting on it ends tomorrow morning at uh, noon. Noon Eastern time, so 11 o'clock our time. Um, Matt is currently sitting there with 10% of the vote. Um, Diego has 28% of the vote. And even if you combine them both together, they still not, would not be beating the leader in this one. It's Josh Cohen from Sac Republic. He's got 50% of the vote right now. That
1: sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Oops, so let me go ahead and hit my mic stand a few more times there.
0: I'd yeah. say get out there and vote, but I don't know that we're going to catch up with two, yeah. two of our guys in there and not a concentrated effort.
1: Yeah. But vote
0: anyways, people. Vote anyways for Save of the
1: Week. Um, so, speaking of Diego Restrepo, um, in case you missed it, there was a little bit of drama on Twitter after that 0-4 loss in Phoenix. Uh, which was Restrepo's last game with SAFC, our most recent game with SAFC. I don't know the, the other uh, phrasing last game, we'll see. last but, last game, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, phrasing so, um, he put out some tweets that he later deleted and, um, then apologized for, um, but, um, luckily (laughs) people screen cap stuff. And uh, I'm not sure who sent this in. You shared this with me, Larry, and we don't have to give it away.
0: We won't call people out like that. We're going to be doing enough calling out in this, this segment anyways. So, Um,
1: so uh, we do have a screen cap of those deleted tweets and uh, intend to read them all. Um, So here we go. (laughs) so uh, i actually don't have the original tweet that he was responding to but i'm assuming it was something critical of him
0: it was criticizing um him giving up goals every game to the other team at least like one per game like free and easy goals was the intention there
1: so uh restrepo responded with don't you worry i'll be out of here before you know it and all you guys can be happy enjoy your team I had enough of criticism when all i've done is give my sweat and tears for this institution i'm done with the ungrateful fans you are always allowed to constantly tag me and insult me i understand there are other interests uh trust me i will leave with my head held high because all i've done is give my best for safc but i had enough um was the first set (laughs) and then Um, I'm not going to call this person out just because I don't know if they want their business out there. But the person they were responding to said, uh, It's professional sports. There will always be criticism. Use it to make you better, not broken. Uh, Those same fans voted for you for Save the Week repeatedly, including me. Uh, Man up and admit when you made a mistake. Um, And the response to that was, I always man up. Trust me. What do you want me to say publicly that I made a mistake? It doesn't take a rocket science to know that. And I'm reading verbatim there. Rocket science. Um, And then that person responded, tagging head coach Darren Powell. Sorry, I broke your keeper with the shrug emoji. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And those tweets were deleted. (laughs) Shockingly enough.
0: Deleted and then... Two or three hours later, a public apology from Diego was posted. Um, Shockingly, I didn't get screen caps of those, and they got deleted, deleted partially as well. So I don't even have his full apology. Um,
1: Yeah, I was just. I was going to pull up his apology to read that too, to be fair, and it's gone too. The,
0: the only part of it that's left is one that says, we have 10 games left, a possible 30 points still out there to earn. We are currently in the playoffs. I promise to do my best on and off the field to help our team reach our goals this season. It starts this Saturday. And yes, it started that Saturday with him helping off the field.
1: I'm so fucking... The fact that he deleted his apology makes this so much better. I didn't well, think it could get better. You wanna I can make it even better. This this
0: one got his pinned tweet. Like he deleted the bulk of the apology and then pinned this this part of it instead.
1: Like I, oh my god, this can't be real. Oh my god. Um he also deleted all of the SAFC um images off of his twitter account he put up his personal logo um and then a picture of him uh with some kids up in the header so petty
0: bullshit i
1: mean he's gone yeah he's done this is Kawhi uh over again um wow he deleted his apology
0: i I don't know. I went through his timeline a few times trying to find it and even other tweets trying to find it and I could not. (laughs) All I had with that was the pin tweet. That's all I had left. Oh
1: my god.
0: I should have screenshotted Um, it. I didn't and I should have.
1: I didn't think I'd need to screen cap an apology. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, That's the part I didn't think I'd have to say.
1: Off the top of my head, it it said something about apologizing um, to SAFC and the fans and also followed up that no one at SAFC uh, forced him to apologize and that it was his own words. And
0: he, he said that he hadn't had any
1: contact with the
0: team about it yet, any t- team officials or anything. So this all just went down in the early morning before he'd even gone to the stadium for the day. So we saw how that worked out. He was out the next game. He was riding the bench and Matt Cardone was in goal.
1: Yeah, so in that Swope Park game, he was on the bench um, yes. and did not – I was sitting right behind the bench, and to my knowledge, he did not come off the bench to do any sort of warm-ups. He did not uh, go over there with the team. I don't know if Matt did that when he was a sub. I, I honestly can't remember. Mm. Um, but uh, Diego sat firmly planted on the bench. Um, And then in the game in RGV, he popped up on the injury report. And so the backup goalkeeper uh, who was just signed, Armando – oh, man, I need that pronunciation, guy. Armando Cazada? I don't know how to say it. I'm I'm shooting shooting from the hip there. I genuinely apologize if uh, I got your name wrong. But uh, he was the second goalkeeper on the bench. Diego was on the injury report.
0: He had the dreaded lower body injury, and I can only assume that it's a broken tailbone from his ass hitting the concrete when he got thrown out of the stadium in the cold. <laughs> oh,
1: man, like, I just can't believe in the same summer that, oh, the same year that basketball fans had to deal with this bullshit from Kawhi, um, you get a, a much more heated and public version of it on the soccer team with Diego Restrepo. And it's really disappointing. Like Restrepo has been on the podcast and I, whether I should have or not uh, as a journalist, um, I kind of defended him in the past and I still think his, his play, you know, is not the thing that needed to be criticized significantly. Um, But you can't, you can't say that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't talk about being excited to get out of here and turning everything from the team off of your social profile and and like I get wanting to be mad at people on Twitter. Like, I've been mad at probably the same people <laughs> honestly. Yeah, uh, they've been yeah. mad at me and I get that. And Honestly, I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have is when it came down to criticizing the market as a whole, criticizing the team, uh, and complaining about giving your all to the institution. Like, yeah, that's that's what you get paid for. Like, that's why they brought you in here. Yep. Um, you won goalkeeper of the year last year, and now you're you have a lower body injury quote-unquote for anyone not watching the video um there's no way we ever see him wear san antonio fc gear again I, unless something crazy happened this week um their their schedule frustratingly enough because of the wednesday game there was media availability on monday and there's some on saturday so unfortunately i haven't been able to be there to ask about this or find out more um I plan on going on Saturday. I hope to make it there Saturday and, and see what's going on. But if Restrepo is injured, he won't be available to media. They don't make injured players available to media. So.
0: I don't know that he'd talk to you even if he was available. That's fair. <laughs> I don't. Let's, let's be honest. He probably, <laughs> he'd probably walk away from the opportunity and wouldn't say anything at all. Or he'd open his mouth again and need to give another apology.
1: I don't I'm not know. trying to be conspiracy theorist here, but uh, putting him on the injury report uh, makes it to where they don't answer questions about him anymore. So I, I'm not trying to be Mr. Conspiracy Guy, but that's a really convenient way to uh, kind of move on from the situation.
0: For sure. Um, and now that we've got a, well, third string, probably turned second string backup goalkeeper now, um, yeah, no, it's – yeah. I don't see it happening. Um, if we really get into trouble, I'm sure we will be calling up to NYCFC to see if we can borrow somebody if we really need it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with Andre Rawls at Orange County. Um, if, you know, it's like a preferential send him to San Antonio if they ask. I <laughs> –
0: So uh, strangely enough, and I'm going to put this out there right now, is I don't know if Andre Rawls is officially with NYCFC anymore. Mm. Um, Because in the past, he was still listed as on NYCFC's roster. And he's no longer on there. Um, So I don't know if this was a long-term season loan down, or if maybe it's like a Mikey Lopez situation where They've cut him from NYCFC and sent him down there to continue to develop, and maybe they'll sign him in the future. But he's not on the NYCFC roster at all anymore.
1: Yeah, it's fair. There
0: They've got three goalkeepers listed for their team. It's He's huh. not one of them.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. And
0: that might make it more complicated if we can't try and steal Andre Rawls,
1: but... What's Sean Johnson doing?
0: <laughs> well, they've got, got Sean Johnson and Jeff Caldwell and Brad Stuver. Yeah, Stuver.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know
0: if they'd be willing to send one to us or not, but if we had, we're in a pinch, we'd probably make it work.
1: I mean, Ryan Rashindel is an emergency goalkeeper if it came to that, but I would hope that they would uh, pull in someone who does it a little more regularly than he does.
0: We could put Lance in there. He's a big dude. You can just stand there and put his arms out both ways and, <laughs> you know, might just stop a few.
1: Whatever works. Um, yeah. So anything else on Restrepo that you want to talk about? Nope. It's,
0: it's been nice talking about him. I don't think we'll be doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, when he transfers out, that'll be about it.
0: The podcast now has a hundred percent more unruly beard with Matt Cardonian and goal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe I need to start growing this out in support, but, um, yeah, I, it's really unfortunate, man. Like I enjoyed talking to the Restrepo when he came on the podcast and he was always been, you know, pleasant in interviews and stuff. So it's uh pretty disappointing to see him kind of rally against everything in the San Antonio region, but
0: what's done is done at this point.
1: True colors. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe maybe that's why he was available in what was it March of 2017 or April or whenever it was super late in the preseason. Um, <laughs> beard time, yes. So beard uh, time. WT filament. Let's I wish he showed actual names on here. I know it
0: makes it um, tough sometimes, but
1: I can never remember. Um. Anyway, enough rambling. Um. Speaking of rambling, rumbling, speaking of rumbling, thunder. Lightning? Wow, wow, wow. wow. Yeah. Thunder. If they don't play that song, I'm going to be so disappointed. They better. <laughs> um, San Antonio FC acquired the trademark rights to former NASL team San Antonio Thunder um, from 78? Yeah, 78, way back thunder. there. Um, The original pro San Antonio soccer team, as far as we know. Um, And they are hosting a past, present, and future night at Toyota Field on September 8th, where they will honor the San Antonio Thunder, um, as well as the Academy players. And of course, the current players, too. Um, But it sounds like there's going to be kind of like the silver and black give back auction that they had a while back. Um, They'll be auctioning off pre-game warm-ups with Thunder logo, Thunder merch yeah. on it. Um I didn't see will will the soccer factory booths have SA Thunder merch?
0: As far as I've seen, no. It's just going to be those pregame jerseys that are for, for sale. Um, and then the other deal is, uh, much like the July 4th scarves, they've got special scarves made. Uh, one side is SAFC-themed. The other side is SA Thunder-themed. C- c- uh, um, cool. But they're doing that ticket deal where you have to buy a ticket paired with the scarf, and then you have the option of donating the ticket. Gotcha. I I just want to buy the scarf. I don't want to have to buy another ticket. I'm already a season ticket member holder. Right. Like give me at least as a, as a season ticket holder, give me the option to buy this scarf for 12 bucks or 15 bucks. Cause the lowest price tickets 20. Um, who's that? So you're ASU basically... Ram RC said that there's going to be merch in the season ticket email member email. I missed that. If they did say that. Um, everything I've seen since then makes it sound like it's just those pregame talks, but um yeah no i want an option to buy the scarf not buy another ticket just the scarf
1: you can think uh you know you're paying 20 dollars for a scarf if you know that helps i don't know and then you can donate your ticket to a poor non-stm holder i don't know maybe think of the children larry <laughs> um Says at least it's only twenty bucks. How much is a normal scarf? Twenty now. See, that's what I'm saying. I know, I know, I know, I know. Just... I sound like a fucking PR guy right now.
0: <laughs> I get it. Don't worry, I get it. I know it's just twenty bucks. But uh I don't know. I think it'd be nice to have the option personally.
1: I gotcha. I I'm not a season ticket member, so I don't have a dog in that fight, but I can see how that would be frustrating. Other than it's out, yeah. <laughs> i am excited for yeah you could buy the scarf and we could auction off not auction but give away the ticket to a podcast listener Mm, that might happen um i'm excited for thunder gear i hope they have it for sale too besides just the auction yeah i'll buy a shirt if (laughs) they got shirts for sure so rest of season expectations for san antonio fc um Obviously, we don't have to go in a deep dive of every single game or anything like that. But like we said earlier, there are eight games left, um, half at home, half away. They're mostly spread out now, only one more Wednesday game. Um, what, where do you see this team finishing in this last little stretch? So I'm looking at the schedule right now. We've got the Monarchs
0: and Phoenix next. Those, I feel like we've got to come out of one of those with a win um tulsa swope st louis seattle vegas and rgv i think we can pull three or four wins out of that and probably another draw or two that should be enough to get us in the playoffs so i'm right now i'm going to say we're still going to scratch and claw our way in there but we probably won't won't get to uh more than seventh or eighth place that's my expectation right now Is we end up in seventh or eighth place and just squeak our way into the playoffs yeah, And then nothing matters anymore. If we get into the playoffs, then it's one and done. So win or go home, everything resets.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, <clears throat> I think if you can get two points out of the next two games, you're okay. You might not be happy, but you're not devastated. Um, but then after that, if you can get wins against just a handful of Tulsa, Swope Park, St. Louis – S2, Las Vegas, RGB, like these are all very beatable teams in theory. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if they can get through these next two games and not, you know, completely crash mentally, then, you know, there's there's a really solid chance that they can make a little run there in the other six. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Says, said it months ago, it's going to come down to the effing RGB match. That's how 2016 ended too, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. it might. There's a decent chance it might, honestly. Um, But I feel pretty good if it's coming down to the RGV match at this point. I think we'll be all right. It's going to be at Toyota Field. It'll be home. Um, So as far as that goes, it's probably as good as it's going to get in our favor for the RGV match. So I feel pretty good about that one.
1: And I'm with you about just get into the playoffs and worry about everything else later. Um, we saw Sacramento upset Salt Lake city last year in the first round. And so if your goal is to do well in playoffs, then you just got to win playoffs because um, you know, the, the supporter shield equivalent of USL is way out of reach at this point. So, uh,
0: <clears throat> you know, for, for the statements from Mikey and Darren about uh playing better with our backs up against the wall. There's nothing more backs up against the wall than win or go home. Yeah. So if we make it in, that, I, th- I feel like that's where we're going to, you know, succeed the most is when we've got our backs up against the wall there. All the incentive in the world to do well.
1: This is where Cardoni, Cochran, Rishindle, uh, Rafa, all these guys that were here in 2016, like they need to – you know, share that experience and and share how much that sucked to miss out on the playoffs by a couple points.
0: Since you mentioned his name, where do you feel – how do you feel about Rafa? Do you think we're going to see him again this season? Are we going to save him for the playoffs or for the last game or two of the season? It's been so long now. It's been, what, three-quarters of what we've played so far up to this point where he's been on the injury report and out. And, you know, I see him sitting up in the box every game um, where they let all the players that aren't playing that night sit but it doesn't look
1: like he's injured. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, Rafa Castillo is the first person that should have a statue outside of Toyota field when that day comes. Um, and I I think when healthy, he still has a lot to contribute, but um, I, I'm not sure if we see him again. Um, I think Ethan Bryant has been really playing pretty well at the ten um i think mikey lopez has shown streaks of being able to do that uh, it looks like they're going to give Connor presley a run up there um, i think you just have too many other options and as far as a box-to-box midfielder um i think you have a million options between pekka ward and lopez and uh maxi um i don't think we see rafa again honestly and i don't know that for sure you know i've i've been killing the guy for 3 years saying this is his last year but yeah um i i just would be surprised to see him playing uh for sure this season but maybe maybe at all i i'm i'm hoping
0: they're saving him for the playoffs that's that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping that at least if we make it to the if we get in the playoffs that we are stashing him on the bench and if we get into another okay see energy situation where it comes down to penalties you know and you think it's going to go to penalties with two or three yeah. minutes left you know, push him in there and get him out there before you have to take the kicks because um, he's arguably still our best penalty taker even though we haven't seen him on the field lately but I'd like to see him out there for at least for that
1: and it's been a while since I've been to training but when I was there and full disclosure this is a couple weeks ago when i was there he was mostly on the exercise bike and and doing kind of low low intensity drills mm. while we were there um so i don't think it's a matter of saving him and keeping him in the bubble wrap i think he's genuinely injured and still coming back from that so okay. i hope we see him again um i'm just not sure can really justify that um given some of the other players and how they've been playing. Uh, I got you. I can't disagree with you there. I get you. Can y'all hear my dog snoring? Mm, I can't. All right. Perfect. (laughs) He snuck in here and I didn't have the heart to uh, kick him out. So here we are. Um, Before we wrap up for the night, let's do a couple quick hits here. Don't have huge deep dives on any of this. Um, but here we go. Uh Clint Dempsey retires uh, a little out of nowhere. Didn't expect him to retire in the middle of the MLS season, but uh yeah, no more Deuce.
0: Man. I, I was hoping we'd get more run out of him, one more run out of him, but uh I can't blame him. He's had a hell of a career. Um it's he's going to be missed out there for sure.
1: I really wish that I would have made more of an effort to go see him live because I don't think I ever saw him play live. So it is what it is. But uh, his goal in the 2014 World Cup, um, I was holding my very young child um, when he scored that goal like a minute in or whatever it was. (laughs) And I couldn't control myself as a new dad. And yeah, and proceeded to make my child cry for the first time. So Uh, Thank you, Deuce, for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on, uh, Jeff Reuter from The Athletic had a really solid article about uh, USL players and their pay structure or lack thereof and uh, their their issues with insurance and just a livable wage. And honestly, this is a bigger topic that we should dive into at some point. Um, But uh, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, get to the athletic check i'm gonna
0: have to get a subscription it looks like and with all the all the the big names they've been poaching from other venues to come in and do reporting there yeah the athletic's really taken off gonna have to get in on that now i think
1: yeah and uh last thing on the same night that safc is doing their past present and future night las vegas is dropping five thousand dollars from a helicopter for fans to grab
0: (laughs) i've got money (laughs) How about that money grab? So much. I got money.
1: I got money for podcast <laughs> listeners. Is throwing money at the camera right now. <laughs> Did not see that coming.
0: It's <laughs> fantasy football season, man. I got all oh buy-ins and payouts from previous seasons that need to go to people still. They <laughs> like, that told me to hold it for this season. Like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's all just sitting on my desk. So. Why not throw it around everywhere? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> on that
1: note, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us through this little unexpected break that we had. Um, we'll be back next week unless I just decide to go on a freaking hiatus again. <laughs> but, uh, if not, Larry will be here, I'm sure. <laughs> Somewhere about podcasting again. Um, and just thank you. We have so much fun doing this. So I'm glad that. Some people uh, get some enjoyment out of it. Serious question that I do want to know the answer to from WT Filament. Who makes more, second division men or top division women? Um,
0: Good question.
1: I'm going to find out. That's a very good question. I would wager to say it's uh, still the men.
0: That shouldn't be that hard to figure out if we've got good numbers from Jeff Reuter and... The women have done such a big thing about campaigning about payments that the numbers are probably out there. So we can yeah. find out.
1: Yeah. Well, I know, like, yeah, we'll get into that. That's a great question. We will get into that next week because that's important. Um, thank you to the Beautiful Game Network for helping us do what we do. Thank you to Roughneck Scarves for sponsoring the podcast. RUFFneckscarves.com for all your scarf needs. They will scarf you the hell up and you will enjoy every minute of it. Um, You can follow us on social media at TX Soccer Radio, at Larry Leathers 87, and at Kyle underscore Monkey, And we will see you next Thursday, 9 p.m. Texas time. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) We will see you then. Have a good night.